Good morning, afternoon, and good night. Welcome back to Nerding Out. Hi, I can wave to you guys now. What's this up? This is Gabriel Matt with a plan with a... I don't have a spray bottle this time. I'm not going to pretend because you guys can see that. We hit it. <laughs> they actually hit it for me this time. We Hi hit guys. it. Did you guys miss us? Do we, we have enough followers to say that? <laughs> we have all of so Elizabeth and Justin. Bl- bl- believe <laughs> it or not, actually, which is I thought was kind of cool... We did a poll on Instagram to see if people were like, hey, do you actually like this show? We're like, uh, yeah. We're like, oh, okay. Aww. I can, so flex, on s- I can flex on camera now. You can flex on camera now. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be using this for the main show also, but uh, Nerding Out gets the, uh, we're trying the main voyage. Yeah. yeah. See, we're this is still new enough to the point where this won't bother anybody if this works or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like it, cool. If you don't, too bad. Yes. We're going to be doing <laughs> it anyways. Yeah. So we have a lot to cover today, but that's a, a good lot. thing. So first, I just want to say sorry for the little week off. Yeah. Uh, we hit a snag last week. Yes. We all had some shit to do and some shit happened. So it's yes. like, yeah. Yeah. It was smarter for us to take a break than force an episode. Correct. Because we don't want to force anything that's still new that would be f- just bad content. Correct. Yeah. But we're back. And yes, we're whether back you like stuff. it or not, correct. So, I guess we start the big topic off. Yes, Blizzard is fucked. Yeah, Blizzard, Blizzard is going down. They're so fucked. Switch the screen. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna use this and switch. So as you guys can see, uh, Blizzard has been under fire lately from a bunch of lawsuits from from the state of California. Yeah, this so. Blizzard got sued by the state of California for a major sexual sexual harassment lawsuit. And major. Major. Like, everybody is... Like, Blizzard has finally hit the tipping point. Apparently, at what I was reading from different lawsuits and such was that this has been going on for so many years. Pull an article. Uh, yeah, fuck. I wish I had the one that I read. I found it on the Twitter. The details are insane. Crazy. The, the things that were said, the things that were done in those offices are insane. Uh, oh, this is one of them. Blizzard's uh, president is leaving. Everyone thinks that he just got fired by, like, the board of directors because, like, of all the shit that's happening. The Blizzard president has been in on it, I think, since the entire time. Like, he let it slide this entire time, everything that was going on. Yeah. So this happened, and then I saw it on Twitter th- from, the like, one of the original members of Blizzard, like, one of the founders. I wish I could find it right now, but that's on Twitter, and I'd have to log into Twitter and all this stuff, but I don't want to do that. Correct, yeah. yeah. So it was like, basically, the original, one of the original founders of Blizzard was just like, hey, this is some fucking bullshit. I know this guy. He shouldn't have been leading this company for as long as he has. Yeah. Like he, Like, he basically said, I could have told you about this guy years ago, but I left due to, uh, what is it called? Arguments? What are the... They left disagreement. Disagreement. Oh they yes. had a major disagreement years ago. He founded his own gaming company. He's good now. But he was like, I left because this type of bullshit was happening. I wish it would have been fixed. It didn't. Now look what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy the fact that I mean it's been going on for a long time apparently, which oh is yeah. insane. Yeah, the minute they said it was uh that basically in the offices and where they were working, it was just promoting frat boy culture. I knew yeah. something was going to be like, I knew the details were going to be shitty, but I didn't think it was going to be that, that shitty. shitty. Like yeah. the fact that grown men were getting drunk in the middle of the day, doing pub crawls at work, doing pub crawls, terrorizing women who probably are already having a hard time because they're getting fucking underpaid. But now they're having a guy come under their desk. That's completely drunk. 
Yeah. That's and at work, and nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah, that's pretty insane to me. It's what's even crazier is the fact that most of the time when you see these kind of lawsuits is there's always like a oh it's like he said she said you know like people and then it goes away su- real quick yeah people still support company no one's supporting Blizzard right now like I just saw that from Overwatch League their biggest thing they built a fucking stadium in Burbank for Overwatch League all the companies are backing out yeah Coca Cola oh, wow. backed out State Farm backed out like they're losing everything that they've built. Yeah, yeah, anytime there's sexual allegations now, people just immediately pull out. As it should be. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I completely yeah. agree. Completely agree. Yeah, I, I think I think that now finally more than ever people are finally realizing like how how damaging it is for these people to be working in these environments, you know? Yeah, and it's bad enough that gaming the gaming community itself and everyone feels differently about their you know individual chosen games and those have their different communities but the gaming industry itself is very hard to be in if you're a woman yeah and it's very hard to even play a a a simple game and you know i'm not really the type where i'm like oh you know i won't play because of that you know i play apex and that's pretty much it but i will not step into a cod lobby at all no you can't it's so toxic like I mean, I feel like Apex is is marginally less toxic because it seems like more people play like that actually like games or playing Apex as opposed to COD. Yeah, and I, I said this too. Like, I can't play COD anymore because it's just such a toxic environment that I just like I don't feel the need to subject myself to that. I yeah. can't. I can't. And yeah. you know, it would be so fun to do that, but I don't want to put myself through that because. You know, I don't, I get the complete opposite, you know, the Apex community has its flaws, but I have to say the, I've experienced a lot of good stuff playing with different people. Yeah. Like I've interacted with a lot of good people. I have teams where it's just me and two other guys and, you know, they were really nice to me, like not shitty on me because I fucked up like on one thing or, you know, uh, but there's been the opposite of that where like. And it's funny, I get it from the girls, too. Occasionally, like, I've gone on teams with two other girls, and they just, I don't know if it's just, like, they feel com- uh, competitive with somebody on their own team, but they're just shitty in itself. Uh, it, they're shitty. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, and it's just funny seeing that, but I've had more positive than negative experience with people on Apex. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I like that you say that because it kind of it kind of puts in to perspective, like, the culture of certain like gaming franchises. I think it's very know? different, and I think for Apex, the reason why it's different is because um, Respawn made these characters so diverse. Yeah, like you've got Valkyrie, who just came in as like the first full uh, full lesbian character, mm-hmm. and then you know you've got Steer, who looks like. <laughs> he's amazing he's amazing the fact that they're able to do everything even with their going so deep as to make their sexuality such an important part of their identity it's cool it's fucking amazing because you don't see that in any other games unless it's like a major plot device this is a br yeah it doesn't fucking matter who you pick or who you play but the fact that they're able to do this with their backstories and their characters it's insane Yeah. yeah and they put so much work into their interactions between stories like because of the whole thing that happened in the last season, Bangalore kind of, I think she's, like, struggling with her sexuality, so she kind of, like, brushed off Loba, who, like, did everything she could because Bangalore gets poisoned, uh, Loba tries to save her, and she does, but it just sucks because, like, Bangalore just brushes her off and, like, yeah. says she's a friend, but I think she's dealing with her sexuality, so 
Valk is like Which throwing is crazy her. Crazy can do that. Right. So cool. And like Valk is throwing herself at Loba because she's like, oh, because she saw the entire thing happen. So she was like, oh, she's hurting. Let me move in on this. So now they have interactions, and now Bangalore and Valk have different action, uh, like interactions. And there's actually like a Titanfall like little Easter egg between yeah. uh, Valk and Bangalore. And it's she's like uh, Bangalore doesn't like flyers. Doesn't care if it's, like, human flyer with a jetpack. Doesn't care if it's one of those creatures for Titanfalls. She's had, like, a bad past, so it's going to start getting, like, revealed as we go along. So I think that's really cool. So now they all have their different interactions. I keep forgetting that that Apex is in the Titanfall universe. I keep oh forgetting yeah. that. Yeah, yeah Garrick, because I've never played Titanfall. I've never played really? any oh of those. So yeah, good. But Titanfall I've seen 2 still has a big community online. I know. Yeah. They, they hacked our game because their, their servers got cut off completely because of Hacker. And I was like... You know, as much as I can't play right now and I have to keep unloading, reloading, everything like that, I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would be so pissed to do that with Apex, too. Yeah. That's kind of hilarious, though, actually. But yeah. <laughs> kudos on Apex for having such diversity in all aspects. Oh yeah. yeah and real. one more thing about Blizzard. What I really love and I'm so happy of is the community backing up the people. Because right 100%. now, like, uh, super famous Twitch streamer, Asmund Gold. Have you guys heard of him? I believe I've seen him. I just don't really. He's I'm not really into streamers. He's so. really, like, popular. Like, he was a big World of Warcraft streamer. Like, he did a lot of shit, but his main thing was World of oh Warcraft. Oh, okay. I think I know you're talking about. As soon as started going down, he stopped playing World of Warcraft. He was talking about he wants to be on the side of Survivors, all that stuff. He stopped it. That's he cool. removed it from his channel. He's like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, he just stopped. And now he's just, like... The last time I saw, I saw a couple TikToks with him where he was reviewing the cases from the victims at Blizzard, like just talking about them, like saying how we need to do better as mm -hmm. a as a culture, as a gaming culture, because this yeah. shit's fucking it's toxic. It's always been toxic. Yeah, it's not gonna stop being toxic, but we need to do our best to prevent it from getting to such bad cases. Yeah, yeah, like and people I are still gonna be people, but it's like we gotta stop it. Yeah, it starts it starts from the industry itself and right even down to the players. You need to, you know, I've had guys that have been, like, really shitty to me. Like, one person on the team's been really shitty, and then I've had the other person defend, the other dude defend me completely. He's like, you know, don't talk to her like that. And, like, the amount of people that I've also gotten on there, because remember, my, my screen name is, you know, Japanese. Yeah. It's Satsuki. I've gotten so many racist comments, it's not even oh, funny. I was yeah. playing with Taekwin the other day before you got on, and... Take when uh, you guys know him if you've watched Strawberry Duck Machine uh, videos on YouTube. He's African American. Yeah. We were playing games, and it was just like me and Take when one guy was super cool, super chill. We were talking like he was a homie, mm. and then the next guy was just calling him the N word out of nowhere, dude. Like just saying it. We're just like, dude, what the fuck is happening? It's you know what I think it is, and I would think it comes back to it's the same reason people talk shit on Twitter. It's because there's no repercussions. Yeah, and no matter how, that's the hard part with Apex, and it's a huge complaint within the community, but again, you can say the defense of, you can put it in the defense of the fact that the game is free, so they don't have enough monitor, they don't have enough monitors, they don't have enough people like Hideouts, who yeah. is their main uh, yeah. guy who literally, Hideouts, Hideouts gets so much shit, and he gets so many threats from people, because he's like, why don't you stop, they're, they're always messaging him about the cheaters and all of these things, and it's like, he's one yeah. guy. They barely have anyone for, you know, the China region to moderate all of their stuff. So, yeah. you know, it is a free game, so that's pretty much what we get. But it sucks because when we play, that's what we have to run into. Yeah. How many players did Apex have worldwide? 
Apex has a lot. Let me check. Apex has a huge amount. And this season, they actually broke a record because everyone's coming to play this game. Uh, people in COD are coming to play, play this game. A lot of streamers who stream COD are now playing this. I believe it. Yeah, honestly, this new season has been amazing. Jesus Christ, that was in thousand. That was in 2020. So it's probably like a little bit more, especially with the new season out. I'd say that jumps to at least to 2,500,000. Yeah. 250,000, 250, sorry. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people. God damn, that's crazy. Yeah. It's um, a big game, especially with the newest seasons, wha- with what they're doing, what we just talked about. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The map a lot. is amazing. So basically, they kind of blew up World's Edge. So Bloodhound, because that's his home world, they kind of have his story going on the side. And there's a lot of interaction between the characters really coming together, which is amazing because, like, Loba considers Bloodhound, like, family. And, you know, Revenant's out to get whoever she loves because he just she destroyed his, like, death kill, like, his death code. Is this code. all in the comics? Mm-hmm. I need to read the comics. Yeah, the Broken Ghost was when Loba was introduced, and uh, she finds uh, Revenant's death code, um, and he can't die without it, and he wants to die. She breaks it and gives him, like, immortality to let him suffer. So he's like, I'm just going to find somebody that you love, and I'm going to take them from you just like I did your parents. Jesus. Yeah, you want to know one of their most fucked up interactions on the game is? Like, if you're Loba, and it's happened to me twice, um, and you're on the team with a Revenant, and you get Kill Eater... Uh, Revenant will go, oh, Loba, your kill eater. You know how many kills? I got two kills over you, mommy and daddy. <laughs> it's Jesus the most Christ. fucked up thing, but it's it's really interactive, which I that's what I love about it. But this new season, you know, you've got Bloodhound story going. You have Sir, uh, Seer, and the uh, World Edge is probably one of the best maps that I've, th- the best version of that map that I've seen in a long time. That's crazy. There are so many different videos of the comics that, there's there's a lot. <laughs> I need to. There's so many. Yeah, I'm just looking on YouTube right now. It's just like there's like a lot of uh, lore talking videos. Then they're like all different seasons. Like I just saw this one that was 40 minutes, mm-hmm. but I don't know if this is just. Uh, oh, that's so that's everything in order. So it Wraith was the first one to get her yeah. introduction, and then I believe it was Bloodhound. I don't remember how it goes exactly, but um, you know, Pathfinders is probably the most. That one gets my heart because we just recently found out who made him in the last season. Who made him? Um, it was a team of scientists, and it was actually because, um, you know, Horizon got shot into outer space, and mm-hmm. she, um, you know, lost. She couldn't be with her son, and uh, she came back and to find out that one of the doctor, one of the um, scientists that was working on, like, this project and Pathfinder was her son, Newt. Along with all of these other um, scientists and everything like that. And Newt and all of them uh, sacrificed their lives for Pathfinder because he was supposed to, you know, do what he does. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's insane. I didn't realize how much lore there is in this game. There's a lot of lore. Like, like Fuse has his own thing. Like, Fuse and Bloodhound have become really good friends. Like, Fuse learned some of uh, Bloodhound's, like, language and, like, the way they talk just so that he could, like, you know... That's cool. Communicate and kind of just like get his trust. And because Bloodhound's world is breaking apart, he feels really bad and uh, he feels like he's failed his people and everything like that. So Fuse, every time like you talk to him, and like I think they did it in the firing range, just like they did with like Loba and Valk's like little preview. And he's just like, you know, you can't be so hard on yourself, dude. Like, just, you know, I'm there for you. You can talk about it to me. And I was just like, 
This is really, like, if you ever wanted to, like, give your kids a game that's, like, <laughs> really violent at the same time, but, like, also teaches them th- shit like that. Yeah. Apex is your game. Apex, yeah. That, that seems like or a Gears of War. Shout. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, the Gears of War story was so fucking. Amazing. It's sad. I feel like it just talks about, like, loss and how to deal with revenge and how to deal that's with that, that trauma. That's like taking, like, a 10-year-old, like, hey, you ever heard of Spec Ops The Line? Hey. Teach him young. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, Gary. Here, Um, kid, Grand Theft Auto. Good Lord. Learn not to do. (laughs) So a couple of other things uh, regarding legal troubles. Um, First, we've got Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. And oh then yeah, yeah. And then after that, what is, uh, okay, I'm I'm unfamiliar with this, so I just heard about it. I don't know what the story is behind. Okay, that, so, so do, do, do you Scar- want to do it? Yeah. So Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow um, solo movie was supposed to go out last year, but remember COVID and everything like right, that. Right. Nobody wanted to release anything until uh, we were able to go back to theaters. And unfortunately, Scarlett Johansson's pay depended on whatever the income came from. You know. Uh, box office views right so they finally released it on you know in box office but also on disney plus which took much of the more of the revenue and she lost out on about 50 million dollars because of what they did christ and uh emma stone who also had a movie release which was uh, cruella on disney plus she is also looking at her options for legal action towards disney wow uh disney's defense uh which I kind of felt like this was shitty to say. Like, I get, like, Disney's going to use everything they got. Yeah. But it was really shitty. Uh, Disney basically says, like, Scarlett Johansson is being very insensitive in this time of co- in this time of COVID. Disney is the biggest corporation in the world. But here's the thing. Well, one of, I don't want to say. But here's the thing. We're still in this pandemic. And... Movies like Suicide Squad are being released, you know, yeah. movies like, like, we've got so many movies that are coming up, like, Halloween literally waited till this coming year to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, Halloween, like, uh, Gordon and everyone on that team was not going to release that film, like, they literally told us, like, hey, here's a tidbit, we're letting you know these are these characters that are yeah. coming back, just hold on for another year. Yeah. And they did that. But they fucked over Scarlett Johansson so bad. Yeah. So bad, and, you know... I at first I was like, oh, you know, maybe th- she th- should have thought about that before, but it was always there. Like they kept telling her apparently that they were going to release it in box office. That they were going to wait and not put it on Disney Plus. Yeah, that's not cool. Because here's the thing, we waited so long for this movie. It should have happened before Endgame. It should have happened before Endgame, and people fought to have it. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, no. So have you seen it yet? Damn. Uh, we were Black supposed Widow? to have this yeah. movie. No. Okay, yeah, so it's clear that it should have been happened before Endgame. Like, everything takes place right then. The only thing that they did to change it, since they waited so long, mm. is they replaced the end credit scene. Yeah, so... Mm. So the end um, credit scene relates directly to the TV shows that we're having. Oh, weird. Yeah, okay. because they're building up uh, the Dark Avengers and Thunderbolts. That's right, okay. Uh, that, that I do remember. And uh, Scarlett Johansson said it herself. She do- She never thought that uh, Black Widow needed a solo movie, and I completely agreed. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with, like, I would have been fine with not having a, uh, a Black Widow movie, but I thought it was good. I didn't think it was that great. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, and I, I think it's just because I would have cared more before 
if it was set, but like if they had released it before Endgame, because that would have mm. made it ten times more heartbreaking. Oh, okay. Because yeah, because remember she dies in Endgame, so yeah. everything before that Spoilers. is just the past. Uh, for a four-year-old movie, <laughs> dude, come on, cut. It's been out for how many years? Three. Still. <laughs> still don't talk about the end of Death Note or Code Geass. What? We don't. Why? But we can talk Something. about the genocide in Code Geass. Yes, because that Jesus. is that is season one. <laughs> Lelouch just fucked himself so bad. When, 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 when I was a kid, I used to confuse Code Geass and Code Lyoko. <laughs> okay, but... <laughs> That's such a big fuck I know, up. it's so bad. <laughs> okay, but Imagine the who else was Wait. literally shaped by shows like Code Lyoko? Because I was. Shit. But think of the Code Lyoko sprite saying... Commit the genocide. <laughs> yeah, and I, okay, I, I, I'm not saying it was a good That's thing. I'm just saying it happened. I hate you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have to say that out of all the waifus, I think I relate to Cece the most because, like, when Garrick's out doing things, I'm just eating in my room. Just waiting. Like, literally, he came home one day, and I was in, like, the bathtub with wine and, like, like fucking McDonald's fries, and he was like, what you doing? <laughs> I was like, and I feel like that's an album cover. Okay, (laughs) but no, I literally should have taken a picture because I'd like that was the day that I cleaned the house and everything like that. And I was like, you know what? I did my duties. I'm going to take a picture. And he came in and he was just like, What are you doing? Like, bitch, I'm relaxing. (laughs) (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) I deserve this. Wait, oh no. So, so side note, side note, I'm going to try to keep this short. I told, like, I sent the chat the whole nightmare situation the other night with him, right? Yes. <laughs> we t- I we have to talk we about this. We talked yeah. about it on our podcast yesterday. Oh, shit. Dude, oh, my God. Yeah, no. So, here's my version of it, because I know he yeah, said... Let's, I let's know he, your side. I know he said some shit. So, so this is going to come out first, so tell your side. Thank yeah. God. Thank God. I need to... I need Listen a, to me. I need to crack something open for this. <laughs> So, disclaimer, him and I, like, when we got that, uh, that was the night that we got that pre-wrapped, like, uh, backwoods. The monster joint? Yeah, the monster. It was a monster blunt with, like, Keef and, like, all this stuff in it. It was fancy. It was for our nice weekend. We all hung out, watched some movies, and then went to bed. Whenever him and I smoke too much, I swear, we just end up having nightmares. And I was having, yeah, I was having a nightmare that there was somebody in the corner of the room. So as I'm having this fucking nightmare, this asshole wakes up, shoots up, and he talks in his sleep. He has full-on fucking conversation. Sometimes I think he's talking to me, and he wakes me up, and I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? (laughs) So he's never been so animated or so, like, freaked out before. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was barely waking up, and he's like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? And I was like, oh, no, there's somebody in the corner. Which is, first of all, a terrifying thing to say to somebody. It was so terrifying. He kept screaming. I was like, what do you mean, babe? And he's like, my hand. I was like, what are you talking about, your hand? He goes, it's numb. (laughs) I go, motherfucker, you fell asleep on it. (laughs) He goes, and with the sassiest, most, you know that face he gets when he's Uh just, yeah. That fucking sassy, like, angry face. Oh, and then goes to bed like like it was my motherfucking fault. 
like it was my fault. <laughs> like I fucking made oh. his hand. Like I made his hand fucking go numb. Like I had fucking witch powers. Lord. Like just the most resentful look he's ever given me. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Keep in mind, this was three a.m. in the morning. I did not sleep the rest of the night. I was just laying on my back, smoking my stizzy, praying. <laughs> I was like, where's the sage? When Somebody we, help me. When we went for brunch, you looked so exhausted. I was you exhausted. dude. And, you know, like, um, uh, we saw this TikTok about, like, couples, how they uh, get an imaginary person that they blame everything <laughs> on. I know he talked to you about Gerald the gaslighting ghost already, hasn't he? That's the name of their episode. Is <laughs> like, is it that or is it a uh, Julio GX? I think it's, Hul- I think it's Julio GX. We can yeah. we can call this one Gerald the gaslighting. We'll call this one this the Gerald 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 Gary Gary Gerald the gaslighting ghost. So Why are you in the corner, Gary? <laughs> Gary. Yeah. So we saw Shout that out Ryan Sickler. So <laughs> we s- we saw that, and I was like. Oh, that's what Gerald is. So I got up that morning. I was so angry because he remembered nothing. He got such good sleep. I wanted to slap him in the fucking face. I was so angry. I I, I couldn't hang. Like if somebody took my sleep, <laughs> so like 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 a fucking melatonin vampire. I can't do it. <laughs> that that's what Gerald's for. Because I had to keep telling me, uh, kept telling myself that that was Gerald's fault. Did you just say melatonin vampire? Yeah, that is yeah. the best phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> I fucking love that, babe. When you hear this, change your Twitter at <laughs> melatonin vampire. Melatonin vampire. Because that's. What oh my he God. Hey, that—that's a great term. It's on brand. That's a great. It's one hundred percent on brand. But I swear to God, I'm gonna smack him next time he does that. <laughs> Whenever he jumps up again, I'm gonna be like, I don't know what the fuck is that, and push him off. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's crazy. I did not sleep. I want revenge. <laughs> All right. So, uh, me and Serge have a topic that we want to talk to Nikki about. Oh Serge, yes. Serge, do you mind switching the display? Yes. So, Ooh. we want to talk about Danganronpa. Danganronpa. What ba- is ba- that? Ba- an look at Monokuma. Look at oh, him. he's so cute. Nikki, no, he's not. This is the anime that I was telling you we need to watch what the first episode. Oh, he's what so cute. You, what if I told you he was a brilliant sociopath? What if I told you he was a mass fucking murderer? <laughs> well, he's got this half and half thing going on, so I'm guessing he's a Gemini. <laughs> I don't know what year he I was mean, born. yeah. <laughs> he could be shit. Okay, so this show. Explain to me this. I can't so wait. it came out first as a video game. It came out as a visual novel type video game, like, okay. a, like a Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. So it was created originally as a different game called like, it was called like something super serious, like murder or some shit, mm-hmm. where it was a killing game between high school students. But that never got passed because it was too brutal. So they switched it to a sort of like, Emo punk, emo pop. So uh, basically, kind of like battle royale. No, no, not <laughs> quite. So what this whole thing is, there is a high school top search. I typed in Danganronpa, and it's and the top search is, is Danganronpa appropriate for ten year olds? <laughs> no, that goes back to the other thing we we're talking yeah, about not. about not being appropriate. So Danganronpa is basically about uh, a high school called Hope's Peak. What Hope's Peak I does? I have a feeling it's not. Very hopeful. It is <laughs> until Monokuma. So ho- <laughs> what Hope Speak is is a high school that cultivates ultimate students. So, so it's like students that are in the top of their field. He's a Gemini. Non-canon. Okay. Non-canon. He's a Gemini. So thank you. Students that are in the top of their fields of their stuff, like the ultimate uh, tennis player, the ultimate maid, the ultimate secretary, the ultimate nurse, the ultimate like everything. 
So what the whole school idea was was that they will collect the ultimates and they were they will show the world their abilities and their capabilities to give the world hope. Yeah. Which is why it's called Hope's Peak. Yeah. To show what the the human body can do and what the world can extend to. So where does it go wrong? <laughs> Basically, without giving anything away. Nikki, yeah, you're asking the real questions. Yeah, without giving anything away. You gotta get me hooked in. I'm telling you, this is like that invincible scene. I got ADHD. My hair does like this. <laughs> How about I show you an execution? We could play that because it's on YouTube, can't we? Uh, with no sound. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's gonna be like. Okay, let me just look up. I saw one today that I know you're gonna fucking. Sounds on rope as one word, but okay. Damn, Serge out here checking Gibby. <laughs> this is the f- this is like the first like visual novel I ever played. This is an insane visual novel. So the whole idea is that y- what you have to do in this high school is that you have to kill a student. Maybe we can add a little bit of sound. Yeah. So the whole idea is that if you don't kill anybody, you will die in this high school because you're trapped in the high school. Yeah. But what you want to do is you turn all the you control from here. Okay, cool. If you kill a student, you have to make sure that you don't get caught, and they have a class trial. Yeah. So the whole point is that you have to pass a class trial if you kill someone. If oh, they you yeah. showed me that video so game. Correct. You so showed me that video game. Okay. Is that the class essentially votes on whether you're guilty or not guilty, and then Monokuma decides how you die. And it's all based on your ultimate ability. Yeah. So the one that I'm showing you right now, she is the ultimate maid, and she was actually so good at her job. She was the secretary to the what is the the leader of Japan called? What are they called? The uh, not 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 prime not minister. Really prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. She was the secretary to the prime minister. She did such a good job. They made her the underground prime minister. I almost said chancellor. Yeah. <laughs> so she found out that she needs to leave this killing game because they get the memories taken back, and she just got this memory from Monokuma. She needs to leave this killing game so that she killed somebody and she got caught. So this is her trying to escape because she wants to save the people. So this whole point is just Monokuma is trying to make the students filled with despair. They need to survive with hope, but they're given all the despair because they— He basically tries to break them down. Yeah. So basically with great power comes great responsibility. Essentially, yeah. So here is the execution. This is I uh, fucking—out of all the executions, this one is from the third video game. It's fucking insane. It's I love this. It's yeah, called it's awesome. the String of Agony or something. Oh my god. Yeah, it's nuts. All the executions are fucking insane. Holy shit. Yeah, this game is intense. The reason that it's called the emo pop is because of the pink. The pink highlights that they have for the blood. They couldn't have red because then they'd get censored too much. So that's why they made it a pop of just pink color to catch your eye, to make it s- to make it even more creepy. I'm going to put it back on. I just wanted to talk about fucking OP. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So this is a way that they get around the censor boards. Yeah. You need to let it play. Excuse me. Does she? Oh shit! Oh, 
this is a little side thing inside the games. Oh my god. Yep. And that's basically the entire like idea of how the game goes. It's not a happy ending game. It is a happy ending. Mm, well, <laughs> it's a hopeful ending. <laughs> hopeful ending. Yes. I would like a show. There is like a, I would like there a is, show. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I've never watched it. I've only played the, I've only played the games. So, the first game has an anime that basically follow the anime follows the exact path as the game. Okay. Yeah. The second it, and the, the third game the don't have an anime though. Yeah. Okay. So, so y- if you watch the anime for the first, it's either or. You can either play the game or watch the anime. It's yeah, the same. It's thing. the same shit. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's um, the anime is is a little less cartoony in a way of like it's 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 more like an anime, not quite like that. You know. Oh wow. Like like it is, but it's not. Uh, it's hard to explain. You know. The, an- the anime is just very like. It shows you what's happening. Like in the game, there's ov- obviously everybody's in depth more, yeah, because they're able to go into like everyone's backstories and stuff. The anime does a good job of that, yes. but it's more of just like, hey, I'm gonna push you if you like this, play the games. Like that's the whole point of the first anime. Is yeah, like, hey, if you like this, play the games a little bit. You know, like you'll this. enjoy them. I like this. I'm gonna have to definitely watch that. I'm it's on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Anybody yeah. looking it up, Danganronpa. Fucking amazing. Yeah. It's so good. I stand by it. Oh, it's so amazing. I was going to talk about this last week when our whole fiasco about our episode <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, because I was watching Exorcist with my mom the uh, previous night. Scariest movie I've ever seen to this Never day. Never seen it. It freaks my mom out. I love watching it. It makes me laugh. Exorcist is a comedy it's to it's me. It's the only movie that legit scares me. It's, it's really? fucking hilarious. And I wow. think my mom's generation is hi- horrified even more because it's just a generation of Catholics. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> that's why. That's yeah. exactly why. Yeah. So we were watching it, and I had, you know, I swear I had asked her this question before, but I never got an answer. Uh, when Reagan goes downstairs uh, the night of the party and, like, uh, has her little incident and in front of everybody, and she tells the astronaut that he's going to die up there. Mm-hmm. So that's right. I thought about that, and I was like, what the fuck is she talking about? Because it's never mentioned again, and I never read the books. So I was like, William Peter Blatty, you asshole. (laughs) And I went looking to see, you know, what the fuck. So (laughs) he has another movie that's like an indirect, like, sequel to, uh, he says it's a direct sequel to Exorcist. And it's called the, uh, the, like, Ninth Configuration or something like that. And it shows the astronaut basically going up in a boarding mission because he has a panic attack about what Reagan said. Jesus. And literally ends up in a hospital for the rest of his life. And uh, apparently, like, this hospital, which is where it takes place predominantly, all these people are, like, they they explore their mental illness through, like, I, I don't remember exactly, but it's this weird shit. But he made a fucking indirect sequel to The Exorcist about the fucking astronauts. But yet they never mention it again in the film whatsoever. I think, I, I think... Th- I don't know if that was like a direct, like, hey, just so you know, this is a thing. Or if it was like a, hey, so we tried to do this thing and we're just going to tell you to watch the movie to figure it out. Well, I think, yeah, I get that too. And I think that William Peter Platty does this because, like, nobody likes Exorcist 2. Every person that I've talked to does not like Exorcist 2. I've never even seen it. It's about Reagan when she's older and her psychiatrist tries to. Because remember, at the end, Reagan doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. She doesn't know that she killed Burt Dennings. Well, that that's that's actually usually what happens for in in demon possession, like quite quite literally in demon yeah. possessions. That's usually what happens. Yeah. 
And um, so it's when she's older, and it doesn't show the mom at all. So it kind of implies like the mom was fucking scared of her after. And I completely get that. So they were like, they're basically just doing like these psychological experiments on her. And she, they're trying to unearth all this stuff. And it's like, I wouldn't be fucking with that. Yeah, no, I, because like, you know, because I was raised evangelical Christian, the whole thing is like demons bad. So you don't fuck with that no, shit. No, 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 no. And I and I have I have a rule in my house like no Ouija boards. No, no, Wicca, it's never allowed. No black magic. No white magic. Nothing that has to do with the other side. Not in my house. No, and no, 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 no. Uh, and that's what's so funny is Exorcist two sucked, but wi- <laughs> William Peter Blatty came back with Exorcist three, and it's one of the most horrifying films I've ever seen. Yeah, it's insane. Like there's a scene where this nurse is like. You know that, like, that's what I miss about, like, I've said it before, I miss the suspense in a lot of horror movies. And I've never actually seen it, but I've seen the stills from it, and Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think I've posted it on Twitter, because, yeah. like, that's my favorite gif. And basically what happens is this nurse is walking around in this hospital, because in the first movie, you know, the person who takes the demon is this priest, and this priest ends up getting possessed again by, um, because he was a vessel for any kind of demon to come in. Yeah. And he gets the uh, Gemini killer. And the Gemini killer is just fucking ruthless. And the things that he does in that movie is horrifying. So he's at this mental hospital. And at this, and these murders are happening at night. And it's fucking insane. And they can't figure out who it is. So this nurse is just walking back and forth. Doing all this thing. She hears a noise. Walks back. And it's just, it's agonizing. Because you know something's going to happen. Yeah. And fucking, it finally happens. And somebody's running at her with these big, like, medical scissors. Like, it looks like, like, fucking. Um, shears. Yeah, shears. Thank you. Uh, shears. And is in, like, a, in, like, a Michael Myers, like, a, a ghost. Jumpsuit? Yeah, like, no, 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 oh no, no. Like, the, the, sheet? the sheet. Like, yeah. a, a ghost Bob <laughs> look. And just runs behind her. And you're, like, that's the last thing you see. And you're, like, what the fuck was that? So, The Exorcist, number one. Yeah. What is the movie? It's like just give me okay, a sum- give me so an elevator pitch. The summary is, is this little girl gets possessed by a demon. Okay. And basically th- the whole it's it's a very graphic depiction of a demon possession and exorcism. It is based off of a a, a book of and the book is also based uh, I believe in the book it's a boy. I forget if they changed it to a girl, it, but it, it was based off a true story. So yes. yeah. And the thing, like, the exorcist itself, like, there's a, like, you have to watch all of them because mm-hmm. the, like, the exorcist, the beginning is a great movie and it kind of tells you where it comes from because the demon that possesses Reagan is called uh, Pazuzu and he's yeah. ancient, like, ancient. They find him in, like, Israel. Like, yeah, that's so where his so statue comes from. Pazuzu, um, I don't know if he's an actual prince of hell, but um, I did study some demonology when i was younger because i was like i went on this whole religious we experience where like i read phase. every religious text studied demonology studied greek mythology i studied luciferianism Fucking book of lies and everything yeah I, I i like i read you know uh the devil's bible i've read different versions of of the necronomicon i've read you know about the the categorizations of like the, like the nine princes of hell and all this other shit like you know I just went out with girls who were into different religions. Buddhist, I dated a Christian. I tried, I tried, I tried to to read like Buddhist texts and like the to the Quran and like the Torah and all this other shit. But um, it's crazy to think that every single text always depicts 
demons kind of the same way and like the devil is kind of the same way and it's kind of the, the image that you see in your head whenever you think of the devil. But um, with demons, it's different where they can be depicted in many different ways because they take many different forms. And um, like you, you saw Ghost Rider, right? Yes. One of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even, even a joke. We love Ghost Rider in this even house. Even 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 this was here in the movie. Sorry, unpopular, unpopular opinion. We stand. We'll, we'll we get, we'll stand CGI abs in this house. <laughs> really? I'm gonna pull up a fucking abs. picture. Do you not? Oh my god. CGI abs. But Nicolas Cage gets cut. He, he used to always get. Yeah, movie, he dude. got shredded for that movie. That was not CGI. Gabriel, don't ruin my childhood. You're fucking dude, with me right that now. I'm going to say that looks like CGI. Let me see this. That is no. not CGI. He's oh, he's, he's always that he's always that skinny muscular. He's shredded. Is he always I never see him he's without always a shirt on. you have That's so you have to go back no. and kind of look at some of his older movies and stuff and then look at his See, other action look, movies. Look at Nicolas Cage Conair. Yeah, Conair, Conair. Con he he was shredded in Conair. I think he was even more shredded in Conair than he was in any other movie. Uh, yeah. Look at him. Look at his actual real what life dude? pictures Come in the bottom now, right. Man, he's he. Don't show my boy Nick Cage. Yeah, look at this dude. Right, right. Uh, one left. Dog, one left. What do I feel like? I oh, got the hair, same hair as Nick Nick Cage right now. How, how, how come he looks like Chad Kroger from Nickelback in this movie? <laughs> <gasps> Did you guys see that TikTok I said I sent you about? Um, he didn't take a shot from this movie. Oh wait, no, that was Creed. Up, 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 did you guys up. see that TikTok about Creed that I sent you? I did not. No, which one? Okay, so this guy, this relative, oh, he's like, uh, he's a, uh, what's the lead singer of Creed's name? Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp. He is the nephew, and he talks all of the, he talks about all of the annoying things that he does, and w- that's why his family doesn't get along with him. <laughs> he invoiced his other nephew for like ten thousand grand because he thought he wanted they he thought that they wanted Creed to play at his wedding. What? Yeah. And then, like, anytime they would go into a store and Creed was playing, he'd be like, oh, um, this place got, like, this guy has good music taste or something. And it's just, like, the cringiest shit ever. And he also said that, like, he's just, like, an ass to them and just everything you expect Scott to be. Scott Staff is also, like, legit crazy. Like, he's had, like, multiple, like, mental breakdowns. Yeah, like he has a like gambling issue. Yeah. He has drug issues. It's crazy to think that Mark Tremonti came from Creed because as a guitar player, Mark Tremonti's amazing. And I'm like, you were in Creed? Cause y- Who's you know he with now? Alter Bridge. He plays, he plays in Alter Bridge. Yeah. He went on to Alter Bridge? Alter Bridge, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Mark Tremonti's a savage, bro. Oh, He's wow. so goddamn good. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, my boy Nick Cage, I refuse to believe that those are CGI abs. You can get out of my face. You know, it's funny. Do you guys remember when he married uh, Elvis's daughter just because he was, like, infatuated with Elvis? Did you know that? He married uh, Lisa. Yeah, he married Lisa Marie Presley, and it, it only, la- like, check, out, uh, check how long uh, their marriage lasts for me. Lisa Marie Presley and uh, Nicolas Cage. He was, like, obsessed with Elvis. Thing. Oh, yeah, he married her. Lisa Marie, Lisa yeah. Marie Presley, okay. Forget how long it lasted. She looks good for 53. Oh, yeah. She's got an amazing voice. She did one really good album that I like. I didn't know that she sang. Yeah, she died. 
Yeah, she does. Oh, well, if she you, married him for a very short time. Check check her Wikipedia page. It'll, it'll say, like, spouses. Yeah, it'll tell you. Um. Okay, yeah, spouses. Uh, Two years. Yeah, it didn't yeah. last very long. He was weird. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> my, ex, my ex made me sit through that uncomfortable Mandy movie. You didn't like it? It was too much for me at the time. I get it, yeah. I was not, like... I was not in the state of mind to be watching that shit. Okay, no, you have to watch a movie because it's so overwhelming. You it's have to very watch it sober. That's all Nick it's Cage movies. Yeah, it's There's very... No, 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 no. Mandy is very different. Have, have you seen it? Mandy? No, I remember Dude, seeing previews. Was, you need to see it. It was like it. the weird one that was like Mad Max type shit. It was like... The no, 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 no. Well, okay, so part It's of an it acid is, trip wrapped like in like a candy wrapper. So basically, think, think of like... Think of like a high on fire video. It like while you're on acid. It's crazy. Look, look, just look, look, look up high on fire for me on YouTube. What is high on fire? They're they're a metal band. I'll turn the sound down so you don't get copyrighted. But, uh, but yeah, just look up high on fire for me. They're amazing. Um, right there, the black plot. Just kind of like go to the middle of that video. That's exact. Oh God, I'm this having is I'm having PTSD. This is basically what Mandy is in a nutshell. I'm having PTSD. I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> can't have that on there. That was like the worst part to go to. It's okay. Um. But um. But yeah. So that that's basically that movie in a nutshell. It's pretty nuts. It's messy. It's yeah. so messy. I can't. But um. Yeah. Uh. What else we were gonna talk about legally? Oh. Uh. Trent Reznor, Marilyn Manson. Oh. Yeah. I've so been waiting to talk about this. Right. So you guys talk about this. This this yeah. story surfaced in February, but I just found it today. Um. So for those of you who are un- unaware, living under a rock, uh, Marilyn Manson has been accused of sexual misconduct on like, I think it was like nine count. N- nine different women. Nine so far. Women, sorry. That we know. Yeah, of. So nine different women, and he released like a statement and he like named Trent Reznor in one of those and he's Who like Oh Reznor? no 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 so what happened was is he didn't release like the a singer re- for Nine Inch Nails. He didn't okay. release a recent statement. It was in a it interview in a yeah, inter- no an interview years ago that they yeah. already said was like a weird interview that it was like it was yeah. misquoted and all these stupid things. So yeah. I he and tried to tr- drag Trent Reznor correct. down with him. And, and so like with the, like all these allegations resurfaced, thing about Trent Reznor resurfaced and Trent was like, You better get my name out of your mouth, son because, you know, Trent Reznor is he's he's a, he's like I cut ties him twenty five years ago for a reason, dude. He's a terrible person. I've heard yeah, I've I've never heard anything bad about Trent Reznor. Every yeah, person same. that I've heard him da- ab- like I've heard about him, no bad things. Like Shout nothing. Out to Halsey. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Shit, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be so good. That little snippet, oh yeah, that was all I needed. That was all I needed. Just that little snippet of the song. But um, yeah, it, this entire thing with Marilyn Manson Manson shocks me for like a couple of reasons. Okay. So, uh, I don't know if you guys know about this, but there was this case uh about the West Memphis Three, and it was about the uh Robin Hill uh Robin Hood Hill murders or something where these three boys were murdered. Uh, like little boys, like mutilated, murdered, um, and uh, these three local uh, teenage boys were arrested, and they were prosecuted, uh, basically based off of their type of dress, you know, dresses like we do, all black, like yeah. basically the you know kids that look like they practice like Wicca, really shitty, <laughs> um, and all these things, and b- they basically got falsely imprisoned for years. Wow, I didn't know and about that. And so uh, the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Um, 
Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder, uh, Marilyn Manson, and a couple of other artists. Uh, basic, I think Johnny Depp had a hand in helping. That sounds uh, right. Him but and they him all and like gross. Eddie. Uh, Eddie Vedder was basically the biggest advocate for it. He was like the biggest face of all of it. He always came out to everything. He like gave money. Uh, but Marilyn Manson was also involved. He also like spoke out about it. But he donated. I believe he like donated, helped financially, but he did not put his face on it because he felt like it was going to make it worse for the boys. So, like, that's one thing that I'm just, like, I can't, like, correlate with that type of person that I'm hearing all of these allegations about because it's, like, you hear that and you're, like, wait, what happened to this person type thing? And yeah. then um, you go back to when he's dating Rose McGowan and there's that famous uh, MTV uh, appearance that they do where she's in, like, the, like, new dress, like, the one that's completely see-through in the back. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone asked her, like, you know, why would you do that and everything? And she's like, because he made me feel comfortable. He made me feel confident. He didn't make me feel weird about it. Like, I was very confident that day. And I've never, like, never experienced that with anyone else. Obviously broke up, but they broke up. And uh, Rose McGowan and both uh, Dita Von Teese have came out and said, look, we didn't experience that with him. But Dita Von Teese said, look, our marriage fell apart because of drug use and um, him. But he never did that to me. And Rose McGowan said the same thing, but she said, I stand with the survivors and everything. Just because it didn't happen to me doesn't mean it happened to them. Um, because two of the big names that are on that list of women is the is Evan Rachel Wood, my girl from True Blood and um, Westworld. And she's been saying that she's been abused for years. She's yeah. been, she's had well, that an was the big one. That was the one that, that, was that was broke was the big one. Because I forget if he dated her before or after he married Dita, but I don't think he was kind of the same after he dated Dita because he was already on like a whole bunch of drugs and he was spiraling, which is why she left. I think he got worse after because even Trent Rensner said he's just a dopey clown and all he does is drugs. And that's in most of the accusations that he drugs them. That which, he which, which makes sense because when I saw him, he was drugged out of his mind. All of the like, he, I can't, I can't tell you how many countless p- videos, pictures I can pull up from recent um, concerts that he just looks like shit. Which really sucks because he's always been one of the greatest performers, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like early '90s videos, like. One of my favorite uh, video MTV awards, I think it was ninety fucking him and Eminem, y- him yes. and Emin, uh, Eminem, yeah. yeah, that was the, the way I am. Mm-hmm. One of the <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that was on. St- that was hope that was on stream. Really oh my god, I really hope that was so caught. for everyone who's watching. My or boyfriend has gamer rage. <laughs> Gar- we just heard Garrick say, what the fuck are you doing over there, oh. you piece of shit? Yeah, dude. Then he stopped. Have, you, just, have, you, have you not been hearing that the entire episode? No, no I haven't been hearing, been hearing it. it. That's the first time I heard it. Dude, Jesus. that's good. We took a pause right there. Every time we're talking, <laughs> I just hear it in the background. It's like, oh, <laughs> I hope this doesn't pick Jesus. up. Um, so Evan Rachel Wood has been saying for years that, you know, yeah. um, there's been somebody that, you know, groomed her because they started dating when she was 19. And keep in mind, like, Evan Rachel Wood came from a movie, like, her debut was 13, which was a great movie. It has, um, it also has, who's the chick that plays, oh, Nikki Reed, that plays Rosalie in um, yeah. Twilight. Uh, really iconic movie, like, cult classic type thing. She's, you know, decently famous, does great acting and stuff, but she's shut her mouth for years. But that cost her um, statues of limitation. So she can't 
seek legal action towards him. She can only help other people and have them come out for all that kind of stuff. So she's basically trying to help them. And the um and the um the second woman that is pretty famous that came out about it was I can't remember her name, but you'd you'd know because you watch Game of Thrones too. It's the um the chick that used to sleep with Theon that was the the brothel girl with the red hair that like flashes in before she leaves. I know who you're talking about. I don't know like what their name okay, is. Okay, but that is who um is also accusing accusing Marilyn Manson of abuse and sexual assault. But the details of all of this are um fucking horrifying. Like how he'd lock them in the room for hours. Like cold ass temperatures, no clothes, like no cell phone access, couldn't talk to anybody. Like Evan Rachel Wood and a couple of other women said he was so powerful that he had everything tapped, everything like hacked and it, the ability to track all of them and it's insane. I was thrown up against a wall and he threatened to bash my face in with the baseball bat he was holding for trying to get him to pick out a pair of pants prior to a music video. Fuck. Yeah, and Evan Rachel Wood said that, like, he would get angry and just lock her away. Like, just fucking lock her away. And then, like, she said that she met a complete, like, it's textbook grooming. She met a completely different person at 19, said that he was going to take care of her, like, move in with me, like, it was intense and everything. And, like, I was a 19-year-old once, and I know exactly how that feels and how it easily manipulated 19-year-olds are. So I can honestly see how she would, you know, go into that. And also, you know, uh, what sucks is that it wasn't what she thought it was, and she says it, like, it was like a switch the minute I got into that house. The minute he had me, it ch- the the entire act changed completely. Um, and then what else? Uh, I believe they were talking about how he has, like, he's done cover-ups, he's hurt people, like, all of this crazy shit. Just insane. Like, all these allegations. And then um, when it first came out, and after he made the statement, nobody's heard anything about it. Nobody's heard from him. And um, basically, LAPD did, like, a welfare check, and they said everything was fine with him, but we haven't heard about anything since. But the FBI and, like, all um, law enforcement are getting involved, and it's it's going to be a huge thing. So I'm interested to see where this goes because there's a lot of, th- like, there's a lot of evidence in that. Like, a lot of things that people have come up with, like, Evan Rachel Wood even says that, like, if you, she she says, like, if you look at the timeline of when I left him and I escaped. Yeah, we had to pee. <laughs> um, and I escaped. She, he made that, I fucking forget which video it is for what song, but he has an Evan Rachel Wood, like, lookalike in the video. And he's basically just m- beating the shit out of her. And the way that he talks about it in the song and, like, all of these things. It's what it video is this? I forget. I forget which one it is, but it's, like, in a hotel room. And she put, like, she detailed it, too. She she detailed it, but I'd Jesus. have to find it. Um, and she said, look, it's all about me, and um, I can see it because you can see it in his music. Yeah. You can definitely see it in his music. It's... It's really disappointing. It's really disappointing if this is going to come out as completely 100% true. Yeah. Because this is a person that uh, 
like I know you weren't into him, but like a person that me and Sergio grew up like listening to. And yeah, hundred percent. Very motivating. I never thought when I used to listen when I listen to Manson's music, that's that's empowering. That's not like oh yeah, you know, that's that's like always felt empowering. Always felt like that was my thing, and it just sucks having to know that he's actually like that. If it, if it's gonna come out completely true, dude, I, like. I used to listen to disposable teens when I would go and fight when I was younger, you know, but like oh like yeah. b- b- before I'd go fight, I would listen to disposable teens, you know, like in, and plus like in general, like, you know, I deleted all this music, I have to go find it, but, um, I forgot the name of the album. I think it's, is, is, it, is it Antichrist Superstar? Yes, is it's uh, Antichrist Superstar is the first day, like the breakout album. Okay. So yeah. So that was, that, that was like the first album that I was just like, oh my God, like, what is this? Like, I was blown away. But I didn't realize, like, I didn't think that that's what he was doing. But at the same time, you know, I was I I wasn't surprised. Yeah, when way. you look in the mu- when you li- really listen to th- when you go like back like and with you a critical li- eye, it's like, oh Jesus Christ! But uh, like, it's it, you don't see that until shit like this comes out because again, all of this is art. Everything we're talking about on this podcast is art. Correct. It's yeah. always subjective. S- music is probably the most subjective out of all of it, plus movies. Agreed, yeah. A lot of people have come out with some very violent, you know, songs that are about, you know, hurting somebody or, like, murdering somebody or getting angry. And it's a metaphor for their pain. And, you know, and you hear that, but there's, like, torturing hints and all of these things that none of us saw because it was just it was subjective and it was also good music it was good metal music you know he paved the way for a lot of things yeah him and Trent Reznor were probably some of the big the two um you know people that changed a lot of things in that era but Trent uh, Trent Reznor is still better because he's not a fucking abuser and um he's a great producer oh no we lost the light Oh no! We lost the hope <laughs> into despair. No, we're not there already. <laughs> Damn! All right. <laughs> I d- that just reminded me of that TikTok was like, "I'm 25 years old. Can I still fine. have an emo phase?" <laughs> I Bro, saw this. That is, th- that is the. I'm sorry, but that is the cringiest shit to me. If so you I start s- your emo phase in your 20s. No, okay, so like yeah, out of my face. Let me explain myself. It was a TikTok where no, the dude I, I was know. like. You've seen it, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that was hilarious, and I it's just like, hey, I we I didn't get to experience that shit. My people, my people who didn't have an emo phase, didn't get to experience that. Okay, shit. so here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's how you go about it. I found a really if you're if you're like buying beans at Hot Topic at 25 years old, come on, dude. Only the anime. I only went into looking for one. Wa- I only went into look for WandaVision shit. Okay. They have the best. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying don't <laughs> shop at Hot Topic. I'm saying don't buy black and purple checkered pants with oh. a wallet chain at Hot how Topic. How dare at you? 25 <laughs> years old. They were burgundy and they were cute. Anyways, I you found this really I found I know, this really sorry. heartbreaking TikTok about that um because I I fucking am old enough to say this now and I hate it. <laughs> I'm old it. enough to say that children now, teenagers now are appropriating my culture because I suffered through the early 2000s Tumblr, MySpace. We I wasn't even allowed to have a fucking MySpace, but I was suffered. on MySpace, MySpace. And, uh, you know, all of these, like, the emo culture on Tumblr. I went through all of that. My hair is still repairing from the layers. <laughs> um, 
and this guy got on there and he he was my age 25 um and went through that too and he's like you know not to be too serious but i don't appreciate people glamorizing that and i completely understand why that now yeah. that i thought of it because the emo kids now like at that time it was really depressing it was really depressing, and yeah. I remember getting sucked into it, and, like, I remember my dad worrying about it because a lot of this music was depressing, but it yeah, helped soothe it, it helped soothe a lot of things. You related it to it, but I learned that I couldn't wallow in that scene because it just made you more depressed, and then it connected Correct. me with people who were equally, you know, like, to people who were unstable and not good for me. You formed toxic friendships. Exactly, and, you know, the whole you know, self-harm, all of these things. And, you know, that was still when a lot of us couldn't talk to our families about how we were feeling. Yeah. So, you know, people in the emo scene also had eating disorders. Girls had eating disorders. Boys had eating disorders. So, you know, because everyone was trying to look like the, like the fucking scene kings and queens that were on Tumblr. But what was so fucked up is this guy goes, you know, don't do that. Don't glamorize this. It wasn't glamour. It, it wasn't great. We all suffered. Like, we, we suffered. We got fucking bullied. It wasn't fun. You guys are making fun of it now on TikTok and having fun with it, but it wasn't fun for us. Yeah. Um, we were suffering, and it, he goes, you know, I still have a fucking eating disorder. He goes, I'm 6'2", and I'm 50 pounds underweight. Yeah. He goes, like, I'm, like, 150 or something like that. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, you look at a lot of us now, and he was even saying, you know, we have dead friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I have dead friends because of that, you know, era. Like, I had two friends that didn't make it past high school. And, um, I had a friend that didn't make it past middle school. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's insane. And, you know, it's not something to fucking glamorize. Like, I get it. I, it's fun to joke about and everything like that, but... I saw that today and it put me, it put it in perspective because now that I think about it, like I wouldn't want my kid, like dress however you want, do that, but don't, don't start glamorizing that. Don't start, yeah. like, don't give yourself problems when you don't, don't have problems. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that, that sucked seeing today. Yeah. Sorry for bringing that up. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. I, I just wanted to bring that up because I think nobody talks about it now. Yeah. Cause, cause like I came up in the Facebook emo era, which was arguably the worst era. Because it was all, like, Facebook groups of people, like, posting their self-harm photos and shit like that. Or it was, like, it, yeah, it was brutal, dude. Like, And that's what sucks is that I grew up in both eras. Yeah. So I had the MySpace era first where your friend group was literally ranked. Yeah. And if you pissed off somebody, you went down in the rank. And I'm going to tell everyone now, I think I have, like, trauma that I still need to go to <laughs> therapy for from fucking high school because... That MySpace shit was fucking cruel. Yeah. Like, I had somebody, because um, I wasn't allowed to use it anyways. I should not have been on the fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I left it, logged in at this girl's house, and because I had just gotten in trouble doing what I do, <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I did, but I know it, fuck, it was fucking bad. <laughs> So they had found super out. Super self-aware. So <laughs> they, um, all I know is I go to school the next day and I felt like shit already. I think this is the day that I got in a fight. <laughs> um, no, that was the day that I that I that that girl hit me. That this is what happened. Um, so somebody, the girl that I had left the uh, MySpace logged into at her house, 
she got on my MySpace, changed everything, um, wrote a fucked up bio, wrote like all this fucked up things, all these fucked up things about me, Jesus. like basically said like, oh, sh- you know, she's in love with this person, but doesn't say anything to like the first boy that I ever dated. And I was just like, I got to school and everyone's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I'm not okay. Like all this is going on. They're like, no, that's not what we're talking about. I was like, oh, so no one gives a shit about me. Cool. What's wrong now? (laughs) And they told me and I was just like, I never want to use MySpace again. And then I didn't. And then Facebook came along and my it like my dumbass just fell into that trap too because yeah. that was that was even worse especially with all that self harm photos crap. Yeah. So like I I feel like in a w- like not discounting the MySpace because like I'd never had a MySpace because right when I started getting into social media it was like phased out already. Yeah, it it died but out like quick. But I f- just feel like Facebook was so toxic for emo kids, like so toxic because like. You you didn't really have like MySpace groups like that where like you could have like a thousand people in a group just constantly complaining about shit and constantly like searching for help from let's it's like two drowning people trying to glom cl- like grab onto to like float or something like that. Yeah, like and that's one thing that I've learned Jesus. as I've gotten older. Like misery really does love company. It's Miser- also misery loves fucking company. It's also okay to say no sometimes. One hundred percent. It's like okay to say no it's whenever o- it's you okay want. It's okay to say no sometimes. Like, like, like you don't have to, you know, ha- try to have a savior complex because you feel like you're this person's last hope. You're not. Yeah, and you're not. That's one thing I wish if I could tell anybody, especially like women who have been in emotionally abusive relationships, and my experience with it, like. Don't ever let anyone guilt trip you into saying that they're either going to harm themselves or going to kill themselves or Correct. do anything. Unless like unless they're saying I'm going to kill you, then, you know, yeah. do what you can, but if they're sitting there saying that, they're probably not going to do it yeah. and just on the off chance that they will, just call the cops. Yeah, just call like the cops. That, that's my that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, the reason I say that you're not somebody's last hope is that even if you if you are if you really are afraid about that person, tell somebody. Like, it's okay to to be scared for someone and be like, hey, this person isn't doing so good. Keep an eye on them, please, because of X, Y, and Z, you know? Because that's when the situation gets out of hand. And yeah, that's correct. We've seen so much of that that I, I can't even, like, I can't even imagine yeah. my kids going through any of the stuff that, like, I think I'm going to keep my kids off of everything <laughs> until about, like, 13 because I don't want to be a dick. I d- yeah. Like, I didn't have a phone. Like, I had a phone, but it was taken away for about five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I think, I think, like, the biggest thing about that, though, is, like, you know, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to make other people feel like you do. Like, that's not okay. Yes. Because you cannot drag other yeah. people down into your misery no matter what. It if is. If if you're really feeling that bad and you and you really need help, reach out to somebody. Like I know that's it seems like an impossible task sometimes, but in the end, it's the most beneficial thing that you can do for yourself. Because if you don't, because n- no one's gonna do it for you. Do you, you know what the most motivational like foundation that ever came out of that um, entire era was to write "Love on Our Arms." Yes. And they were yeah. all about. Um, Preventing self harm, preventing suicide, uh, bringing people together, yep. and uh, artists would do that, and they would collab with to write love on their arms. I remember buying the shirts. 
I always said if I won lotto, I'd donate everything I could to that. Shout out to the Cole Morrell. Yeah. um, They they did all of that. And I think that was, when that came out, that was very motivational for a lot of fucking people. I had the posters. I had the shirts. And it was like, it was hope because you finally felt like somebody understood you. Yeah. Honestly. Like, it's, it's. I think I think the the biggest thing now is like what that's evolved into, you know. Like, um, I I cannot remember the name of this of this uh, this brand. It's called the Hope something. I think it's called the Hope Foundation. Where I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, where they they do Hope's a lot of Hope stuff. Speak? No, it's it's called I think it's called the Hope Foundation. But um, another one is Heart Support. Heart Support is another great 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 one that artists are uh, reaching out to to kind of prevent this kind of stuff from happening and they're really like helping kids figure out what they want to do with their lives and how to 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 not feel the way that they're, they're feeling and it seems like nowadays the more and more pressure that kids get from social media the more and more they they're starting to realize like oh shit I need to reach out to someone you know yeah and I think a lot of it too is we as kids, we all go through this phase, and, you know, I still think of myself as a kid when I was 19 because I felt like I was a kid. I didn't feel like an adult till last year. Because you are, yeah. Um, think about it because, like, you know, you're not uh, you're not an adult adult until you're 25. You exactly, know? and now I'm a fucking 25-year-old, whatever. <laughs> um, Welcome to the real world. <laughs> you're like, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> um, I think, fuck, I forgot my thought. Keep going, keep going. You're an adult, uh, real world, uh, real, <laughs> real, uh, real, real world, world rules. Road rules. <laughs> um. <laughs> shout out MTV in the early yeah. 2000s. Shout out Christina P. Shout out Theo Vaughn. Shout out Bert on the show. Yeah, uh, shout out Bert. Um, oh, I remember, I remember okay. my thought. Um, Damn, that worked. No, I <laughs> know. <laughs> you guys should do that more often when I lose my thoughts. Um, no, so I think, we, I think we all go through a phase when we're younger where you're lost. Yeah, absolutely. Because I went through that for like, I felt like lost for like three years. We all go through that. Yeah. And I think that's just coming of age. That's just. Yeah, absolutely. And because like, I used to obsess watching over like coming of age movies. Like when I was a kid, like I used to love watching like Lords of Dogtown, like uh, like all that kind of oh, shit. Dude, Lords you know of Dogtown is so you good. You know what was my so favorite coming of age one? Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh yeah, great, that was great, my great fucking one movie. Because that Why one does just that not surprise me at all? Because it's yeah, a good he's fucking movie. He's right. <laughs> Um, it was a great movie, but um, I felt like I started to understand what I was feeling by watching those because it made me feel like, oh, I'm just lost, which is why I think it didn't let, uh, why I didn't let those people kind of suck me in in that phase. Yeah. Because I think that's what happens with the internet and social media is it amplifies that feeling. A hundred percent. Because I can tell you, I've taken, Garrick and I have talked about this. He took, after, you know, his, his breakup, he took a fucking social media break. I know. And like, oh, yeah. I, I've done the same thing. I've, you know, deleted all my shit and then started it all over again because you need that break. But social I, I media. I victim to this too. I can't like. I've tried, but I physically, like, I feel that I can't because there's, like, so much pressure to just have a presence and know, like, like, uh, like, like, for me at least, and I know this is bad, I know this is toxic for me, but, like, I have to feel like I know what's going on at all times or else I get, like, really bad anxiety when I don't know, you know? I think that's an ADHD thing. I think it might be. (laughs) I, I, because I feel the same way. It's kind of like... It's kind of like the control. FOMO feeling, like not even control. Just like I need to be aware of what's going on because if I don't, I get like super anxious about like I don't know what's going on. You know, like people think that I have an, like, an addiction to my phone, which p- in part I I probably do, but.
but it's not even that I have an addiction to my phone. I just feel like I need to be like up to, up to speed it's on whatever's concurrent. It's the draw to stimulation for me and Surge probably because like ever since I was a kid, I was all like until I got to high school and I was always tired. Like I used to get antsy just laying down. I couldn't nap. And um, I, I'm like that now again. I'll get antsy when I can't do anything. And it's like, I remember like, you know, either losing my phone or I couldn't find it. And I was just going crazy because like, that's why I play Apex so that I can like drown out everything that's going on in my head and focus on that because that's that stimulation that our brains are just craving. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, think, I think that's the biggest part is like, not even the fact that I just need stimulation, like, most of the time, when I'm on my phone, I'm on Instagram, but not even because I'm posting and looking for likes. I just like to see what other people are posting and what like what's going on in the world, just because like I, I like I feel more at peace knowing what's happening around me, you know. And when I don't feel that, I get anxious. Like it's weird. Like I can go with like I I barely use Twitter. I don't have a Snapchat anymore. I don't like. I only use my text messages. I'm talking to you guys and Instagram. That's it. Yeah, I pretty much. I don't use anything else. I, I use, I use th- three apps on my phone. I use Instagram, text, and YouTube. That's yeah, it. Yeah, pretty That's much. I barely, I think I just use Snapchat to send me, like, Garrick things really quickly, but that's yeah. about it. Like, I don't Snapchat anyone else. I don't use any of it. I think the cut down in a lot of it, especially, like, I got off of Facebook, like, five years ago. Yeah. I got off of Facebook five years ago because... You know, it's it's just toxic. Yeah, it's it Facebook is very toxic. It's very toxic for people. Like, I've got family on there that I don't talk to that, yeah. you know, try to find us and everything like that. And I'm not comfortable with them knowing what's going on in my life. And, you know, none of them can find me now because I don't have any of that. And Correct. my that's why, like, my username is Satsuki Kiryu because I don't want anyone to find me. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense, though. Like, it's it's just crazy to think that. You know, between everything that's going on, I feel like, you know, people shit on millennials. Like, oh, you guys are pussies. You guys are this, you guys are that. It's like, we're the most self-aware generation that we've ever had. I think we were the ones that started it. And I think the downside is the other generations ran with it. Yeah. And they've become, like, I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. But. Hot take. (laughs) So, I think because a lot of us millennials are the ones that are from uh, generation X, like my parents are Generation X. Yeah, my mom's Generation X. Mine are born in six, uh, 1969, both of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that made us different because those sets of parents, and both of mine said it because my dad was raised by a man, my mom was raised by a woman. Um, we didn't want to be like them. Yeah. And in that, they became better parents, but in that, it became it, it came with its own problems. But the outcome with us millennials is that we just wanted to be fucking heard. Yep. We wanted them to fucking recognize our mental health, whether we had to slap it in their face or not. Yeah. And um, we just wanted to be fucking heard. Yeah. And I think we made that fucking clear. Yeah. We did. We we made it very fucking clear. And I think that's the downside to, you know, the other the younger generations is because they've ran with it. They've come out with cancel cult- culture and yeah. But you know, it's also done a lot of good things because yeah, I remember yeah, trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember trying to tell my mom that I think I was depressed at fifteen, and she was like, "You're." She just straight up told me like, "You're fifteen. You don't know what depression is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Exactly. now my younger brother is going through the same thing, and she understands. Yeah. she's better we equipped. An, we have an eight-year difference. Yeah, in high school. 
he's going through it. My mom's like, oh, I recognize this now for my other two kids. Yeah, no, same. It's so much better and because now we can get him the proper care. And like that's a great – sorry. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you. Like, I think it, it also comes from just, like, the culture of, like, parents where they don't understand how kids our age were depressed because it's like – you nothing to be sad about. Yeah, it's it's like it's like it's like oh we're like we have you have a house you have clothes like you nothing to be upset about. Why are you upset? You exactly, because I mean? they're coming from parents that told them, Correct. look, the only thing I need to fucking do for you is put a roof over your head. Exactly. I don't have to love you. Exactly. I don't have to. I don't have to like you. Exactly. You know that's one we, thing. Our like generation was the emotional generation. Exactly, because yeah. we grew up actually seeing receiving that, yeah. but they didn't know how to deal with it. But Correct. exactly, but that's a great like. Generation X is fucking awesome. They fucking are. They're kudos to fucking Generation X because yeah, we would sure. have us millennials would have nothing without them. The difference between our parents and their parents is the fact that they had, like, my parents were able to put a pride their s- uh, put a like put a aside their pride and be like, okay, something's wrong. We're we don't know how to handle it, but we'll fix it. We'll yeah. do this together. Like, my mom had to learn. You know, with my anxiety, and now she's like my biggest fucking advocate. My dad had to learn me too, but they bent for me, and I think that's a great thing about this. Uh, our parents is that they did that for us, but I think the downside again is just you know younger generations are kind of running with it, and they don't realize that people can grow. Like yeah. I know that there's heinous things that you know can't be forgivable. I still we think that that we should chemically like lobotomize murderers and rapists, but. We can't fix people like Marilyn Manson and what Blizzard has done, but yes. for people who have made legitimate mistakes, people can grow. People yeah. have a chance and to that's grow. Th- that's why I don't think too kindly on people finding tweets from fucking 2009 where somebody was 15 yeah, and said, I can't stand where that when somebody was 15 and said the N word when everyone was running around saying that. Yeah. It's either the N word or like. The F word for the LGBT community. Yeah. It's like yes. people said stupid shit. People yeah. fucked around. Well, it's because, you know, the culture has changed. Exactly. Because, because when we were kids, those two words, like, you couldn't not say words back then, you know? Like, there were words that were frowned upon, but there weren't words that you, like, you you can't say this. We you know were just I mean? watching, because Gar- Garrick hasn't seen White uh, white Chicks. Oh, we saw oh that the dude. other day for the so first So we time. were watching it, and I was we were just sitting there thinking of all the times, uh, all the things that they could have gotten canceled for. Yeah. Like, dude, same all of the things. I was watching Eddie Murphy's Raw the other day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my like God, I God, love Eddie Murphy. Damn, he's hilarious. And, and I will defend Raw, because... There's no way that like you like you cannot cancel Eddie Murphy for saying for making jokes about LGBTQ people and saying things that he said forty years ago, you know, or thirty years ago. Was it forty years ago? Thirty years ago? It came out in the eighties, didn't it? So, so forty like years ago. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing: a lot of these people that they're saying, oh, they they're making these kind of jokes, are allies for the LGBTQ uh, community. Exactly. Like yeah. I can't tell you how many fucking comedians have said shit, and they're just like, you know, when you look at it. These people hang out with LGBTQ. Like, those are their fans. Yeah. Like, I don't get where everyone got so sensitive because I think our I generation think intention. was. Intention. Yeah. The biggest thing is intention. Yeah. Like, if you're intending it to do harm, then fuck you. Like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, of course. But, like, if your intention is to make light of something, depending on what that something is, yes, I understand how it could be problematic to do that. However,. If you're a comedian and you're making jokes about a specific subject where 85% of 
of of of people who are like, yeah, that's okay to to make jokes about, like you know. Yeah. Obviously, you have to be sensitive to the people that aren't okay with that. But at the same time, you don't have to just take away somebody's livelihood because they said something you didn't like. Yeah, and I always joke around with Garrick because I, I laugh because... Especially in comedy. Yeah, we, we make our like uh, misogynistic jokes around each other, and I always say that I'm self-misogynistic. Mis- I even said that on the, the Twitch stream when me and uh, Gibby were playing because, yeah. like I said, I'm not a feminist, I'm not anything like that, but I do feel strongly about you know women standing up for themselves, you know, equal pay, equal rights, all of that kind of things, uh, all of that kind of thing. But again, I don't like things shoved in my face. I don't like being told that I'm not a feminist because I don't believe in this or anything like that. Like, yeah. that's just not me. You shouldn't let people dictate how you live your life. Exactly. And like, that's what I hate the most is I can't even watch a Bailey, like shout out to Bailey Sarian and her murder, um, murder mystery Monday makeup videos. She's awesome. Uh, she can't even, like, say one thing. Like, she was explaining about this murderer, and, like, this is what people said about the murderer, like, sympathizing with the murderer. And she's like, I'm not sympathizing. I'm just telling you guys this is what they said. Like, you shouldn't fucking have to do that. You shouldn't fucking have to walk all over, like, on eggshells around people and what you want to say. Yeah, and you also, like, if you're a comedian in that same vein... You shouldn't have to explain the joke because people get mad at it. Like, it's obviously not meant to be harmful to that person, you know? And I, I think, like, that's the difference between, you know, people like why I don't necessarily enjoy comics like Ari Shafir and Louis C.K. Because, you know, they do have some malicious intent behind some of their jokes, and that's why I don't necessarily like them as much. Yeah. But if you take a comedian like, for example, Tom Segura, who like he says some wild shit when he's in his comedy, fucking love Tom. But he's hilarious. Like, and he's always said like, "Hey, listen, I don't mean any of the things I make jokes about. Like, I do it to make people laugh. If any of these people have a problem with it, let me know, and I probably won't do anything about it." It's like he he, he, had, he actually had a bit about this where he says. You have every right to be offended at anything anybody says. You do not have a right to expect anyone to do anything about it. 100%. And yeah. that's the thing. We we are a spoiled generation. Yes, we are. And I'll admit that now. I've always admitted that. Um, but there's a lot that makes us great, but we are a spoiled generation. And that's that entitlement that's gotten worse in, like, Gen Z. Yeah, like absolutely. Gen Z thinks they're entitled to everything. I used to think I was entitled to a couple of things. <laughs> and Gen Z thinks that they're very entitled to a lot of things, and they don't realize that nobody owes them anything. Correct. And that was one thing, like, I had a hard time learning. I had a hard time learning that the world didn't owe me shit. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I got my first job at PetSmart and I thought the world owed me fucking everything. And every time I like something happened, I was like, well, because did you then s- you don't you don't have any other like 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 you don't know any better. Yeah. Like the first uh, the first person that like yelled at me at work, at, like I, I, I was training still. I just looked around at everyone and was like, anyone going to fucking do anything about that? Yeah, correct. <laughs> and you're just standing around and then you realize like when you go home that day, you're like, that's retail. That's the real that's world. That's what retail is. That's yeah. that's the real world. And I had like a moment where I was like, the world is going to slap me around. Yep. And I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to be okay with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like you don't have a choice. Or it's like, 
you you're either predator or prey. You know yeah, I mean? it's either you continue to take hits or you learn how to dodge them. Correct. Yeah, and I think I think the biggest thing is like you know once people once people figure out that the world owes them nothing, I think I think that was the biggest thing about you know everybody that grew up in the '90s where it was like the world never owed them anything, and they kind of understood that. You know, and then they made really good '90s grunge music. Ex- that's my point: is that the world was nothing, and they were pissed about it. Like you know, the what? '90s were was such a like such a era for creativity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like like in in my opinion, like the '90s was the most like, at least you know, commercially, it was the most turbulent time for music other than like the '60s. You know, yeah, like, because like the '60s and the '90s were like the two most turbulent because you had everything going on with like you know. Vietnam and and uh, civil rights and in the nineties it was all like, you know, it was all like governmental shit where the people realized that oh we should maybe we shouldn't trust the government anymore. Yeah, and know? then on top of that, all of these social changes that were happening at the time. Yeah, look correct. at all of the things that changed because of Columbine. Correct. Yeah. For I think about three four years after, like remember we were talking about this with a uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah. Mortal Kombat had to die down like some of their s- like they like they had to be careful with some of their stuff because Columbine had just happened. Yeah. And that's why all the parents were going after uh, video games for their ratings and the rating system yeah. came out and everything like that. So yeah. it fucking sucked because you have all these social things happening and like w- is um Pearl Jam's Jeremy. That's about a school shooting, right? Um, and no, it's, it's about it's about a guy who shot himself in school. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like important things like that was that was inter- intertwined with a lot yeah, of '90s movies. Ca- yeah, and and then plus like the whole theme, I guess, of like the youth becoming self-aware. I think was the biggest thing about it. Where like you know younger people were becoming more self-aware, and because you know. Like like I, earlier, I said that we're the most self-aware generation. It's because you know, in the '90s, the generation prior to ours, I was born in '98, so like you know, generation prior to ours was the beginning of that. And the fact that you know, because they raised us, we became self-aware very young. Yeah, and because you we had to, we didn't have a choice. You know, you know? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but one movie that I think is a great example of that is uh, Disturbing Behavior. With uh, um, it's with James Marsden. It was in nineteen. It was the year you were born. Mm. <laughs> um, James oh yeah. Marsden, um, Katie Holmes, and uh, what is his name? I had the hugest crush on him when I was younger. <laughs> uh, Nick Stahl. Oh, Nick Stahl. Yeah. I had the hugest crush on Nick Stahl for the longest time. He was the cutest weirdo ever. <laughs> so, basically, the premise of disturbing behavior is that. Uh, this boy hi- and his family just moved to this like uh, seaside town that you have to get there by a ferry, and uh, his older brother had just committed suicide, mm-hmm. and his older brother is actually he's also the actor is also in a movie called Empire Records. He's kind of like a known cult movie actor, and um, uh, so he gets there and he kind of notices that things are a little off because like you've got like these weird jocks that are like super nice but also like. Um, the beginning of the film opens up with, like, one of these jocks murdering another, like, student because he gets, like, super aroused and can't control himself and you don't understand why and then some cop covers it up. Well, to find out that they were brainwashing kids, the parents were uh, voluntarily going to this doctor that Jesus. was basically running the town and saying, look, um, they're not what we want them to be. 
we would like them to be better, um, what they had, what they thought was better, and you know they would go to these parent meetings, they would vote to let this family do this, and their child the next day would be fucking different. Um, and Nick uh, Nick Stahl, he knew he knew what the fuck was going on. Nobody believed him, and then it would suck because they got him. Like he was like this punk rock kid, like like listened to all this good like nineties music, was the one that was fucking you know conspiracy theory. This shit's wrong, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And he finally gets James James Marsden, the lead guy. Like he he finally convinces him, and he's like, oh shit, something's wrong. And then like the next day, James Marsden sees him, and he's like, hair slicked back, cleaned up, like all this shit. And I thought that that was so horrifying. Because I, you know, I know my parents would have never fucking done that. But just the fact that, like, James Marsden eventually, his parents turn around and they're like, it's just, it's for the good of you. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, how the fuck could you do that to your kid? It's like that song by Suicidal Tendencies, Institutionalized. 100%. You know, where, where he's, 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 like, he's like, I go to your schools, I go to your yeah, churches, churches, and you tell me what's good for, for me. me. Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I love that song so much. It's such a good song. But I think that's that self-awareness for the 90s kids that that's what they were experiencing at the time. Yeah, it really was. Like, and I think the biggest thing now is that, you know, my whole family has been very much, like, pro-people power. We're, like, giving the power to the people. Yeah. Like, like making everybody have power over themselves, you know? And so because I was raised in a self-aware household like that, I think that, it really helped me become self-aware like that, where, like, I knew what I needed and how to get it, you know? Yeah. And I think that was a big thing about, like, when my parents raised me was, like, listen, here's you need to take care of yourself no matter what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was always taught to respect. Yeah. But, um, question. Yeah, respect, but don't trust. Exactly. Um, yeah. If I felt something was wrong, then I need... And I was never good at pr- approaching things, like... Me being the like me being the teenager I was I always try was trying to stick up for the little guy and I never, I never approached it right because every time like I'd see somebody picking on another kid I would just get so pissed and I'd yeah. end up getting myself in trouble because I'm yelling at this kid I'm just like why the fuck would you do this like leave this kid alone yeah um and but that's how I was I wasn't gonna sit there and uh, not do anything like question but respect correct yeah yeah. I think I think it's a it's a good note to end on. That got I deep. Like that. I I, that was I like nice. That. <laughs> I kind of figured that would happen when we wanted to bring up Blizzard. Yeah. Like as soon as Blizzard stuff came out, I was like, "This is gonna take a different turn." Yeah. Well, yeah. These are important things that we turn. need to definitely talk yeah. about, even if it's just a nerding out podcast. These are things. Again, art is subjective, but um, when it comes to real life situations like that, like a, this is important to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that it's it's stuff that shouldn't have to be said, but is needed to be said. You know, because if we think it's not going to be, s- if we think it needs to be said, we need to talk about it. Correct. Yeah. We can't rely on other people to say it. Correct. And I, and I hope all those women at the blu- uh, Blizzard office are getting their fucking bag. Yeah, um, seriously. I, I really do. So I really do. So far, people are going to fucking going. jail. Mm-hmm. People yeah. going to fucking jail, Greg. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on TikTok at STM Podcast, Instagram, Strawberry Death Machine, all one word. You can find our podcast while you're listening to our podcast, so you know. But if you want, <laughs> you can go to youtube.com slash Strawberry Death Machine. You can find us there visually. 
visually. You can see us. Damn, now I gotta wear makeup all the fucking time. <laughs> Nerd. Catch these two uh, Twitch TV. That's fine. You just, you just gotta work with what you got. I, <laughs> I feel bad for all of you. Catch, Damn. catch these all two. All right. <laughs> Why do you think I got a beard? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I saw a picture of him without a beard and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I look like a fucking child. <laughs> catch the man child at Twitch TV for slash Death Machine. <laughs> She's there sometimes, and it's a fun time to hang yeah. out. Yeah, come talk to us on Twitch or hang out or whatever. Next week, we're going to talk about more nerd shit. More nerd shit. See I'm not going to promise you anything this time because we keep fucking you guys over. <laughs> Deuces, y'all. Bye. Bye. How long was that?